Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. It is wonderful to win. (laughs) Sure beats losing, right? And uh, the Lord has placed His Spirit in us and on us And His Spirit is the greater one, not the lesser one. And if we have the greater one living in us and helping us, we should win. We should overcome. Uh, If we couldn't overcome, that means He's not the greater one or we're not working with Him. Nothing can overcome God. Nothing is bigger than Him. But we have to cooperate with Him. He won't force us to believe what He said. He won't force us to receive what he's given. But if and when we cooperate with him, he always causes us to triumph. Can you say amen? Amen. Get your Bible, get something to make some notes with. Come on into the classroom. We've saved you a seat in the front. Put everything else on on pause and hold and uh, give this your full attention. Let's agree together today for exactly what the Lord would say to us. Father, we acknowledge that we, we are not all sufficient in ourselves. We rely on you. We depend on you for everything, from our breath to our brightness of mind to the gravity that holds our feet on the ground. We rely on you for everything, and we thank you that you are so faithful. Give us this day our daily bread and, and minister to us the answers and the direction and help. We'll receive it and we purpose to walk in the light thereof. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you go please, class, in our great textbook, the Bible, to um, Mark, the fifth chapter today. We have for some time now been on the subject of faith for healing. Faith for healing. You'll find that Faith is not this mysterious, unknowable thing that some people imply that it is. And it's not this thing, you know, God has given some people a lot of faith and isn't that wonderful and I wish I had that, but other people, for some reason, He hasn't given them. That's simply not true. God has given to everybody a measure of faith. Uh, And it depends on what you do with yours and what I do with mine. If you starve your faith and you never use it, it will get weaker and weaker and you won't be victorious. But if you feed your faith and you use it, it'll develop, it'll grow. And what that means is as you grow in faith month after month, year after year, things that used to seem impossible to you, when your faith grows, you'll look at it and go, well, huh, God could do that, yeah. God can do that, and you see things through a different perspective, through, through different eyes. And it's not that the world around you changed, it's that you changed. 
and uh, your, your faith grew. And so anybody remember how faith comes? I mean, this is faith school, so a little pop quiz right now. You, how does faith come? Anybody know? Romans 10, 17 tells us, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the King James says, that can be translated by the, uh, the, the rhema is the Greek word, uh, the anointed spoken word. Faith comes. Uh, so if I'm going to have faith for a specific area, I need to hear what God said about that area. And that's, so that's why we're camping on healing for this time. Maybe at a later time we'll uh, feed our faith on another area. But right now, faith for healing. And we have some 20 or so individual cases of healing recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, thousands of people were healed. Tens of thousands of people were healed in Jesus' ministry. But we weren't told who they were, what was wrong with them. But about 20 of these were given specific detail. And sometimes Matthew, Mark, and Luke will record the same one and give us different details. This is an example of that. We saw healing of the leper. We saw the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. We've studied the healing of the paralyzed man, the healing of the nobleman's son, the healing of the man with the withered hand, the healing of the centurion's servant, the healing of Jairus' daughter, and now we're down to number eight. So we're not quite halfway, but we're, we're making progress. The healing of the woman with the issue of blood. Let's begin reading in Mark 5. And verse uh, 25, to see what happened on this day with this woman, what was wrong with her, and how she amazingly received a supernatural healing. Mark 5:25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Do you believe this really happened, just exactly like the Bible says it did? Yeah, this is not some uh, parable. This is not some... Uh, similitude or, or some, uh, you know, just spiritual representation of something. Uh, this woman has a name. She lived during this time. This was what was wrong with her. And this is what happened. And it's amazing that uh, even though she had suffered for 12 years and been through all these things, how quickly it totally changed. How quickly it went from a struggle which had been going on for years to it's no longer an issue. I no longer have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> Done. Is God still the same God today? Can He do the same kind of thing today? Absolutely. And, and he, he never changes. And He's no respecter of persons. If He did that then, He's still doing it now. If He did it for her. He'll do it for you and me if we'll do what she did, the kind of things that she did. These are recorded for us because they are timeless. The principles of faith, 
the principles of the operation of the anointing and the power of God, the will of God, all of these are unchanging things, which is why we should pour over these and we should feed ourselves until we see what she did, we see what he did, and we're full of confidence that we can do a similar thing. Now, one of the things that you notice is that she didn't give up. She didn't quit. Uh, hold your place there and look in the book of Hebrews, if you would, the uh, third chapter, Hebrews chapter 3. Twelve years is a long time to hurt, to be uncomfortable, to, uh, you know, be disappointed time after time after time. It, it talks about all of the different things that she did with doctors and treatments. Not knocking doctors, but, uh, you know, there's a reason why uh, they say they are practicing <laughs> physicians. Well, and you could call me a practicing preacher. I mean, we're, we're learning. I, I know uh, uh, our good friend and elder brother, uh, Kenneth Copeland, one time he, he was ministering and a person came up to him afterwards and said, now you're not, you're not preaching the whole counsel of God. He said, brother, I don't know the whole counsel of God. <laughs> and the person who said they did, they lied to you. We, like, like Paul said, by the Spirit, we know in part. And so the best you can do is walk fully in the light of the part that you know and believe to, to learn other parts. So she uh, could have given up. You know, many people that have been diagnosed incurable diagnosed, which is what Dr. Luke says she was. He says uh, in Luke 8, he said nobody could heal her. Nobody could help her. Well, that means by our terminology now, she was incurable. And many people who face that become hopeless. And there's too many people that have committed suicide when they realize that they're you know, they're not going to be able to uh, get over this, it doesn't look like. And, and they, just, they just quit. Uh, what if this woman had two years into this, had realized, you know, I, this is no quality of life. Um, I, I don't want to live like this. Nobody can help me. There's no light on the horizon. I'm just going to end it all. Well, her story wouldn't be in the Bible. Can you see this? She had to keep going, fighting the best she knew with the weapons at her disposal, which were insufficient, but it's all she had. And she kept on until she got to the place where she heard about someone. She heard about Jesus. She heard about something she had not heard about before. She heard the answer to what men called impossible. And it was faith and the power of God. Um, the thing is, you've just got to keep getting up in the morning, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Can you see this class? Keep on keeping on. And you can get to the place where the Lord can give you more light, 
make the connections with who and what you need to make the connections with. And many times it's just because we've been slow. Uh, many times you'll find with Christians, uh, you're thinking, well, Lord, what's taking so long? And if you'll stay with him and find out, he told you the answer eight years ago and you didn't pay attention to it. This has happened too many times. You didn't pay attention to it. He told you what to do, and you didn't do it. And then after a while, you confused yourself that you hadn't heard it, and you're looking for something else when he already had given you the answer. And so, so many times, uh, it's us who have been slow. Uh, how many would believe God is not slow? Huh? <laughs> And you don't have to talk slow and explain it to him <laughs> before you ever open your mouth. He knows, he sees your thoughts before they get to you. I mean, he, he is way ahead of everything. And he tells us things if we'll pray, if we'll feed on the word, if we'll go to church, if we'll be around his things, he'll speak to us. And one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is even to show us things to come. He'll, if you're at the meetings you're supposed to be at uh, and doing the things you're supposed to be doing around the people you're supposed to be doing, He will say things through them. He will say things to you. And it might not even seem relevant at the time. But He's giving you the answer before you find out about the problem. That's how he functions. That's how he operates. But too many times, people are too busy. They're too busy for church. They're too busy for the Bible. They're too busy for prayer. And because of that, it makes you more and more carnal and less and less spiritually aware. And in this condition, God can give you the answer and you don't even hear it. You don't even see it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. What's next? I'm busy. I got to go shopping. I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. And you've got the answer and don't even know it. You know, the Bible said that when uh, the children of Israel were delivered out of Egyptian bondage and they wound up in the desert because of their disobedience and still God in his mercy fed them with food that fell out of the sky, <laughs> manna. And when it, when it fell, the people came out and looked at it, and they said, uh, manna. And we thought, well, yes, what's that? Why? It means, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Uh, they're hungry. They need food. And they got food in front of them and in their hand. And what do they say? Where's the food? What is this? It's your answer. It's your answer. <laughs> I know sometimes, uh, uh, some, some years ago, I uh, had been asking the Lord about an answer on a thing and just seemed like I couldn't get it. And uh, I, I kept looking and, and asking and looking and asking. And, and one day in prayer, uh, I was back on it again. Lord, what, what about this? What do we do with this? And I saw in my spirit that I was doing this. I was saying, Lord, what's the answer? I really need you to show me what it is. God, if you could just help me to see it. Lord, if there would be what, it, and I thought, this? Well, this has been here a long time. He said, yeah, I know. This is the answer. 
It was right in front of me the whole time. He had already told me. But you have to have eyes to see it. You have to have ears to hear it. You remember many times Jesus would say, him that has, or those that have ears to hear, let them hear. Well, most of the people in the crowd had ears on the side of their head. I mean, the sound waves were bouncing off their eardrums, but that doesn't mean you're hearing it. That doesn't mean you're getting it. Said out loud, Father God, Father God open, my open my eyes. Enlighten, Enlighten. The, eyes the eyes of my heart and my mind, and, my mind. And, fill and fill me with the knowledge of your will, of your will. in all wisdom, and spiritual understanding. My eyes see. My eyes hear. My ears hear. And my heart can understand. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And my sheep know my voice. And a stranger's voice they won't follow. Are you one of his sheep? Is the Lord your shepherd? So say it out loud. I, I know his voice. And a stranger I won't follow. And that's, that's a principle to help you discern things right there. The thing that sounds strange to you, and that means unfamiliar, that's the thing you don't follow. That's the thing you don't listen to. You think, whoa, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, that's, that's unfamiliar. That's, no, the one who leads us every day is the one who we know. He communes with us. He's inside us 24-7. So even if the direction is new to our head, it's going to be so familiar to our heart because he's in us 24-7. This woman did not quit after a year or two or even five or even 10. She kept getting up. She kept spending money. She kept going to the doctor. She kept trying every new treatment, every new medicine. Now, none of it was helping her. None of it could. This was something that was beyond man. But can you see, it's a noble thing to fight. Can you see that? You know, the scripture says in 1 Timothy 6.12, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Why would the, the scripture say fight? Why would you need to fight? That, that lets you know there's something that's trying to uh, quench you and, 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 and shut you down and, and silence you. There's something that's trying to wear you down and get you fatigued and get you to give up, and get you to quit. And one of the biggest issues of being a faith person is simply a refusal to give up. Class, are you all with me this morning? That's one of the big aspects of it. You just, uh, why? Not that you think, well, I'm so smart, and I'm so amazing, and I have so much endurance, I can beat this. No, just in yourself, you are not enough. You will run out of gas, <laughs> no matter the strongest of the strong, the smartest of the smart will get to the end of their ability. But God loves you. He cares about you. He is with you. He will help you. He will see to it. 
that you overcome if you hold on to him. If you look to him, if you depend on him, and you're absolutely convinced that he's going to show me what to do, he's going to lead me to the right place and the right thing, what I don't know, he'll reveal to me. If I've forgotten it, he'll remind me of it. If I fall down, he'll help me and pick me back up. But by his grace and help, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it so I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. Uh, Hebrews, the third chapter and the 14th verse. Hebrews 3.14 says, For we are made partakers of Christ if, did you notice that word, if? So it's not automatic that you're made a partaker of what's in Christ and all that is. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. This, uh, the scripture also says, through faith and patience, you inherit the promises. Now that word patience can also be translated perseverance, persistence, and perseverance. Look at that phrase again. We're made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence. Um, Jesus taught in the parable of the seed, in the parable of the sower, uh, one type of ground where he said the, the seed fell on the ground, was planted, and then uh, it sprang up quickly. But uh, because it had no root, uh, soon it perished. And it, it showed that uh, it's portraying a person's heart as a type of ground, that the seed is the word. And that the word was sown into the person's heart and life, and they got all excited about it. And, and you will. I mean, when the living word of God comes into your heart, and it's real to you, and you get revelation of it, and you see it, you will get excited every time. Every time. You'll get excited, because it's alive. It's living. And it's the answer to your situation. But... Uh, things don't just all happen overnight or even by the end of the week. And so time tries trust. <laughs> the trial of your faith. What does that mean? When your faith is tried, time goes on and it looks like it's not going the right way or it hasn't all manifested or come to pass uh, to us yet. Uh, that's when you'll be tempted to cast away that initial confidence. And the challenge is to stay as excited on day 55 as you were on day 5. Come on, can you see that? After you heard the truth, after you saw it. And, that, and in order to do that, you need to come back to faith school some more. What do you mean? You, you need to hear the thing you got excited about again. In spiritual terms, it's called watering. There is the sowing or the planting of the word, that initial revelation reception, and then there is an additional hearing of it, and that waters it. And that helps keep the excitement fresh. And that helps keep the expectation strong and fresh. Uh, so many people are giving up. 
And when faith is weak, uh, it doesn't take much to, for a person to become hopeless. Uh, you, you'll find where people did not grow up around the Word. They didn't go to church. Their parents didn't go to church. They haven't had anything put in them in, in regarding these things. They're so, so quickly to just throw up their hands and go, I can't do it. I can't deal with it. Uh, there's no way. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. Well, it's not impossible. It's just you are so weak and you give up so quick. If you give up, you know what's going to happen. Hmm? Class, if you give up, if you quit, you're done. You know what's going to happen. But if you'll just give God an opportunity, keep looking to him, keep trusting him, keep giving him something to work with. Will he come through, church? Do you believe he'll come through? Go back to the book of Galatians. Galatians, the sixth chapter. Galatians 6 and 9. He said, let us not be weary in well-doing. Uh, another way to translate that is in, uh, don't be weary in doing good or in doing what's good, doing what's good, doing what's right. For in due season, we shall reap, what's that last phrase? If we faint not. Did you hear the language of the scripture? You'll be made partaker of Christ if you hold the beginning of your confidence steadfast to the end. You'll reap if you don't faint. Why are we given these phrases? Why are we given these exhortations? Because in this dark, curse-filled uh, earth, there are things trying to wear you down, trying to fatigue you, trying to discourage you. And every day when we open our eyes, we need to be prepared to fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm not a quitter. I'm not a spiritual weakling. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. The greater one lives inside of me. He empowers me. He enables me to overcome. Hallelujah. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a winner. I always triumph in Christ. Even if you don't know the specifics and the details of how to win in the victory. Just saying what we're saying is faith. It's the opposite of acting pitiful and feeling sorry for yourself and throwing up your hands and saying, it's no use, it's no point. Why go on? Because even if it's tough and 12 years of pain and suffering, if you won't give up and quit, you wake up one day and you hear that Jesus is having a healing meeting down the road. <laughs> Come on, can you see that? And you say, I got to get out there. If I can just touch him, I'll be healed. And she did, and she was. And we're still talking about it today. And if you did it for her, he'll do it for me. He'll do it for you. Hallelujah. And our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. 
I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.